from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. In the break, our buddy Everett's like, and how did it come up, Stone, about the iguanas? Somebody on an Instagram video was grilling uh, iguana burgers. <laughs> Stone goes, oh my God, iguanas are endangered. Everett's like, no, they're invasive. Yeah, not endangered. Same difference. What? Just thinking about it, and I want you to, to just answer off the top of your yeah, all head. Right. I'll tell you mine, and then you tell me yours off the top of your head. What town in Palm Beach County, the Treasure Coast, are you most likely to have iguana on the Thanksgiving dinner table? Oh, oh that is. Because this that... one's easy for me. It's Loxahatchee. <laughs> okay. You know, I think the problem is I forget that Loxahatchee is part of Palm Beach but, County. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, like, it's the, like a different universe from the rest of the county. It's like the Okeechobee to our treasure coast. Yeah. It's just kind of out there. Yeah. If Okeechobee County was in Palm Beach County, it would be Loxahatchee. Right. So I Loxahatchee unequivocally <laughs> will have iguana on the Thanksgiving dinner table, right? Each and every year. Yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. Not even a question. And like, probably some family tradition <laughs> dictates that it's just iguana on the dinner table. Yeah, you let them know months in advance. Like, remember, guys, we got iguana. Bring, for bring this year. five. <laughs> yeah, bring, <laughs> Uncle Petey is bringing five. He's smoking them. <laughs> and then don't forget that that cousin Lou is going to have blackened iguana. Mm. I, I, I would imagine it tastes really good, though. Sure. <laughs> right, but I, I mean, I think they're pretty flavorful. Does iguana taste good? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Calling all Loxahatchee residents. Loxahatchee, let us know. Does iguana <laughs> taste good? Calling all Loxahatchee iguana eaters on Thanksgiving. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Right now, there's someone in Loxahatchee who's like, how dare that Ken Levicka make fun of us inferring that... We're some yokels here in Loxahatchee. Meanwhile, texting his daughter, don't bring the iguanas to Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> Loxahatchee, are iguanas good to eat? 888-760-3776. I just received a text that said, uh, I went to a Thanksgiving and all they had was grilled mullet. And it, it scarred me. What is me. that? A fish. And it scarred me to the point where it's been turkey ever since. Grilled mullet? Fish? <laughs> Bradenton, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> also... If you don't do turkey, because I have I have uh, realized a very very dark truth that that there are many people in my life that forego turkey for Thanksgiving and just cheat on turkey with an alternate meat, a side piece. Joining us now is a Loxahatchee resident. His name's DJ from Loxahatchee. What's up, DJ? DJ, what's going on, guys? DJ, tell me about that iguana. I mean, it's it's kind of like chicken if you really uh, cook it right. Mm. You know, you just got to get the seasonings in there and everything. I've never had like uh, iguana a day in my life, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you scared me for a second. Oh man, that is hilarious. That is. Hilarious. I've been in Lakeland for twenty years. I've never had iguanas. Oh man! All right, but, I think that's an upset. I think you you have you have uh, somehow avoided who I'm sure are plenty of iguana eaters at Thanksgiving in Lakeland. Now, what I will say, DJ, is that I would try it. I would try it. I would give it a go. But as far as catching them, and you have to and appreciate the call, DJ. As far as catching them, you have to use. I saw I saw someone that I follow on Facebook a couple of days ago 
shooting like firearms at iguanas and killing them, and then and then show and then like hoisting them up as a prized killing possession. Yeah, you tie them up by the tails and hang them up. I got six today. Yeah, it's funny. And I even brought up during what the, is this state? I even brought up during the break that in the Keys it was totally like game to them like they were killing them by whenever they saw them yeah. and you know uh, where, where they were selling them i did not i go. mean make no mistake there are way too many iguanas those things are annoying as hell like they're cool and my kids are like ah yay the dinosaurs but then like they're in your backyard burrowing trying to lay eggs and if that happens then they're gonna be having little tiny iguana kids all over your yard they're a pain in the ass yeah they're endangered you don't want any of that <laughs> <laughs> yep they are. Stone LeBanowitz, you heard it first, right here on Ken LeVica Live. Stone LeBanowitz breaking the news that iguanas are endangered, even though there's 18 of them laying by the canal in your backyard right yes. now. Uh, what is your alternate meat on Thanksgiving if you turn your back on uh, on turkey? What is your Thanksgiving sneaky link? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Leo in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, happy Thanksgiving also to you guys. I would say that I normally go turkey, but my family always has ham okay. on this, uh, like, as two choices. So we always go two choices. And then a couple years ago, we went to the west coast of Florida and at my cousin's house, and we had a turducken roll. And oh, that is like a, I thought of John Madden yeah. the whole time while I was eating it. And I was like, "How do they? How are they going to stuff the t- the duck and the chicken into there?" But it's it's just like a roll from the butcher shop. Yeah. And then you know they roll all three meats in there, and then they put it, and it's pretty good. It's it's not bad at all. And then I just I had to give you the linger one, the the linger stage three linger for me. Oh yeah, go for it. Go is for it. uh. Is uh, the twenty-eight to three Patriots Falcons Super Bowl? I don't even want. Oh uh, boy! It's just as even even as a Dolphins fan, I just could. I, yeah. I still can't get over it. I talked to my therapist about it <laughs> because all the Falcons needed to do it, at that point was literally score one more field goal. Right, right. And that's they could what, probably have won the game. That's all they. But needed. they refused somehow. They literally or got like two two more first downs than they actually did in, yep. the, in the third and fourth quarter. And that, that replays in my mind at least once a week. And then whenever I see the Patriots and Falcons or whenever I see uh-huh. 2-8-3 in a, in a formation, I'm always thinking about that. <laughs> Just that will trigger your PTSD from that game. Leo, appreciate the call. Uh, so what are you going to do with Thanksgiving meat this year, Stone? I believe it's all of the basics. I okay, bl- you're going to go turkey this year. Yeah, we weren't proposed the question to uh, Im- invite the sneaky link, so just turkey. We'll just keep it stuffing. I mean, I'm sure just the regular menu this year. Uh, and, and for the record, folks, uh, it, it, you can do it either way, but stuffing doesn't have to be prepared in the bird. It can be totally fine being prepared outside the bird. In fact, it's easier to prepare outside the bird. Yeah, I think I've always turned that down when that's been proposed. Like, hey, I'm going to, you know, stuff the turkey. It's been a quick no from yeah. uh, my... Because it's messy. It's messy. Nobody wants to, like, deal with scraping the stuffing out of the bird. And, right. Like, nobody, who wants to do that? And it's I too think, much time. I think majority of families don't trust the main chef to execute that properly, honestly. Who is the main chef uh, for, uh, for your Thanksgiving? Be my mother. Okay. Most that's definitely my mother. Mama Stone is the one who takes control in those situations. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my wife uh, texted in, and she's not mad at me this time. Nice. She's actually supporting what we're talking about. Yeah, mustard is very prevalent at Thanksgiving. It's all over the table. Mustard, yeah. There won't be at the Ken Levicka Thanksgiving <laughs> table. It's actually not the Ken Levicka Thanksgiving table like the Linger Index is Ken Levicka's. The Thanksgiving table 
is my wife's. <laughs> I want to make sure that I make that abundantly clear. Uh, every Cuban Thanksgiving, she's Cuban. Every Cuban Thanksgiving growing up, I had pork, just like every other holiday and celebration. And then I took it upon myself to make sure we had turkey at around age 13. Exactly. So she started her life with pork, but then she maneuvered her way into a turkey Thanksgiving. And since I've known her, it's been all turkey all the time, the way it should be, like a true American. Yeah, I guess you're finding your answer slowly but surely that not as many people as you think enjoy turkey. I tell you what, man. I tell you what. And I like to think that I'm pretty forward-thinking and open-minded, but I don't know. This sounds like a, a political platform to me. For sure, you got to get in the business of sneaky links. Make turkey great again. <laughs> hey, that could definitely Matuga. be pushed. <laughs> Matuga, make turkey great again. Hell Who's yeah. with me? Matuga. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Zach Wilson, he might be the most disliked person in New York right now. Yeah, we didn't forget about you, kid. Ooh, boy. He's stolen the banner with Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm leading the Matuga party to great things. Make turkey great again. Live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Friday, 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 Friday. Stormhouse Brewing is where I'm going to be. Going to bring the wife along. And we're going to watch the United States stun England on the biggest stage in international soccer. What do you know about that, Stone? Listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty proud of you, actually, with this this glass-half-full outlook that Looking we're going to stun England. It's, this is this is unlike you, but I love it. I, I know better. In the World Cup, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Things happen. They don't go as planned. You got at least a point out of the draw with Wales. Right. Could be worse. Could be Argentina losing to Saudi Arabia. Biggest upset, arguably, in World Cup history. Could plus, be worse. Plus 2,500. Yep. So I'm going to head on up to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach, Crystal Cove Commons, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Have myself some of that delicious craft beer brewed on site. Master brewer trained in Germany. It can't be any more authentic. Full food menu. And I saw all the ESPN West Palm teammates getting after it with that full food menu yesterday. Delicious stuff. And Stone can attest to it. There is not a bad seat in that entire place. There is a ton of room, a ton of seating. The bar, absolutely excellent. The flat screen TVs, there's 15 of them. We counted yesterday. 15 of them at Stormhouse Brewing. Where you can sit, stand, lean, whatever you want to do, and watch the games. It is your soccer headquarters. NFL Sunday ticket. Gators... Palm Beach County Gators headquarters right there at Stormhouse Brewing. So Florida, Florida State. Oh. Where are you catching that? Stormhouse Brewing. Damn right. They are jam-packed. Soccer during the week. NFL Sunday ticket on the weekends. Gators on Saturday. Go to Stormhouse Brewing. The beer and the food, ridiculous. And then it's the best place to watch sports, period. Always something going on at Stormhouse Brewing. Check them out online, stormhousebrewing.com. Again, Crystal Cove Commons, you can't miss it. North Palm Beach, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. All the, the folks over there, Josh, Preston, our boys, our pals at Stormhouse Brewing. And we thank them yesterday for having us out there. Ken Levick alive in Stars and Stripes today. Now. We talked about Zach Wilson a lot yesterday. Mm -hmm. This is getting worse and worse for your boy, Zach Wilson. Okay, now I don't know why you just did that, but I'll I'll just roll with it. Um, 
So let's go back to the source of everybody's contention. And it's not necessarily the negative 21 passing yards in the second half in the 10-3 to loss to the Patriots on Sunday. Not just the three points on the game. Not the, the overthrowing uh, pass to the flat by nine yards. Not two hopping passes, intermediate throws to receivers looking genuinely uncomfortable and incompetent. It's not so much any of that stuff that has New York Jets fans riled up right now about Zach Wilson. It is when presented with an alley-oop. I mean a perfect, I mean like NBA Jam-esque there's flames coming off the ball because it's surely going to go through the net. Zach Wilson couldn't possibly screw it up. Silver platter question sent his way, asking for him to give any sort of responsibility, which will make fans feel better, and allow the Jets to move on to the next week and to get back on the horse. Zach Wilson fumbled the bag, and I mean fumbled the bag not literally on the field, though that's about the only thing he didn't do was fumble. Uh, on on Sunday. Everything else he did was god-awful. He fumbled the bag. He totally butchered this alley-oop. He clanked it off the back rim, him accepting zero responsibility for the Jets' loss on Sunday to the Patriots. Here's Zach Wilson. As an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. 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 You feel like you let the defense down? No. 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 Not um not well received. Now, I'd say it's it's well and not well received and he doesn't throw a good enough ball for Jets receivers to receive. Okay. There's the parallel right there. There it is. Yeah. Um not your best work. No, I know. I should have workshopped it before. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh Dan Orlovsky was on NFL Live yesterday. And Dan Orlovsky, who's as level-headed as they come, right? He is as cerebral as they come in terms of NFL analysis. He had a little bit of an edge to him. And is it accurate to say, Stone, he called out Zach Wilson a little bit? No doubt about it. Here's Dan Orlovsky on Zach Wilson. I think it's pathetic. And I think it reeks of insecurity. One of the hardest things to do as a quarterback is get to that point where your teammates truly believe that you feel like you're not better than them. Quarterbacks always get treated better. You get special treatment Mm. because you're the quarterback, and you have to work so hard to get your teammates to believe that you don't believe that you're better than them. And one of the ways you do that is you take every single bullet. You make sure that no matter if it's your fault or not, that when you go into a press conference or whatnot, you sit there and say, it's on me. I, I don't care if the receiver runs the wrong route, if the interception's not your fault, if the fumble's not. It's I have to be better. When you lose, it's I and me. When you win, mm. it's us and, and we. And the, the fact that Zach Wilson, and I understand that it's not easy. And I, I, Zach Wilson's exponentially more talented than I'm ever going to, or ever was. But that is the reason why a person like me somehow survived in the NFL for a long time. Mm. Because all those intangibles and the things that are so much more important than being able to flip your hips and launch a ball 70 yards over your head at a pro day, all those are more important. And I think it's very hard right now for Zach Wilson to walk into that locker room and for his defense not to sit there and think, you think you're better than us. And you think that you don't need us because for you to say no is so disrespectful for their performance that they've had not only yesterday but all season. I mean, that's pretty strong from someone like Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, for sure. Here's a tweet from Albert Breel. 
little nugget I picked up. Bears QB Justin Field apologized to his team to his teammates after Chicago's loss to the Falcons in the locker room post game. Like now, there's this whole thing running, right? That guys, what they should have done, how they should have done it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Justin what, Field set the example for sure. And I believe Albert Breer's tweet it also mentioned how much respect guys in that locker room had for him to do something like that, even though he's playing with a separated shoulder. Yes, yeah, that went a long way with the guys after he'd played hurt or a, or a reported dislocated shoulder. Uh, and then there's Mike Tannenbaum, who took it a oh, step further goodness. than Dan Orlovsky. Our man Mike T, our football insider, Ooh. he was on – is this first take? Was he um, first taking it or mm. was he NFL live? This was it? on Carlin and Canty. Oh, Carlin and Canty. Mike T took the blowtorch to Zach Wilson. Here is Mike Tannenbaum. Oh, that's easy. He's the third-string quarterback, and he'll be running the practice squad. Uh, in terms of Mike White and Joe Flacco will be competing to start. I think this is an absolute no-brainer for head coach Robert Sala. If he does it any other way, he could lose the entire organization. And what I mean by that is, and Chris knows this very well, you know, a culture of accountability means exactly that. If you're overweight, if you're late, you get fined. And if you let one player not be held accountable who played so poorly and obviously has a lot of work to do off the field, it would just be fundamentally unacceptable to let him trot out there, even with the backup team on Wednesday's practice. He, he does not deserve to dress for the game. He's not good enough. And this is a team that has a lot of strengths going right now, and he is holding them back. Mike Tannenbaum saying if I was in charge, he'd be the third-string quarterback running the practice squad, going from starter to that in one week. Because he did not take accountability. That's strong stuff from Mike T. He used to be the general manager. I mean, he used to be the guy who ultimately, for a lot of teams and organizations, makes that call. And he said he's not good enough to be out on the field. Well, I think that there might be some people that listen to Mike T and say, oh, just bloviated. Just a guy talking. Sure. Trying to be hot takey. And then... You hear Robert Sala yesterday, Jets head coach, who was over an hour late for his press conference, and then he had this to say. So if you think Mike T is maybe being a bit overdramatic, don't rule it out, because here's the head coach of the New York Jets talking about Zach Wilson. I've just been dealing with so many different things right now. The um, uh, I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that word keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now, not until I'm done evaluating everything. So let's listen to it one more time. So the reporter asked, so you're not committing to Zach Wilson as your starting quarterback Sunday? And Robert Sala's reply is, not right now. I've just been dealing with so many different things right now. The um, uh, I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now. Not until I'm done evaluating everything. He's pissed. He is furious. I mean, you have a starting quarterback for a team that is in the playoff picture, or was, until your quarterback threw for negative 21 yards in the second (laughs) half against the Patriots, but... He is unwilling to commit to a starting quarterback. When his other options are Joe Flacco and Mike White. And he's angry. Like, you can tell in the tone of his voice he doesn't want to talk about Zach Wilson. He, at the mere prospect of having to talk about his quarterback situation, he's irritated by it. Like, to me, I hear that tone from Robert Sala, and I begin to wonder, 
has Zach Wilson already gone to a point of no return with that Jets franchise? I'm not saying NFL career, but especially that team in that city, is he already past the point of return? And what makes it even more fun for us is speculating why he was an hour late to the press conference, right? Was it a team meeting? Was it an offensive meeting? Was it a quarterback? A sit down with Zach Wilson. Hey, bro. Like I'm about what to go, is this? Like, I'm about to go talk to the media. Is there anything that you blah, like blah, me to blah? Pass along? Yeah. Sure. And that either happened, but God, if you're Robert Sala, now it's damage control at this point because you have GMs, you have guys who, who make decisions. And they're the ones who gave the draft picks away for Zach Wilson. They're the ones who made you take him at two. So it's like we have to kind of play him. We have to ride the season out. Or, Rob, do you want to make this decision and bench him? Like, that's what's going on well, in, in that in that room right here's now. Here's the problem. I think the Jets are a playoff team that's being held back by one person, and that's Zach Wilson. Statistically, you have a very strong argument. Elijah Moore yesterday posted a photo on Instagram of him throwing the football with no caption. I mean, Zach Wilson's getting trolled on social media. Troll. Wilson sort of indirectly criticizing Zach Wilson in the locker room. Said there's something that we need to figure out. Uh-huh. Hopefully the people in the building saw that. Yep. Elijah Moore, no caption, a picture of him pregame, just throwing a football. The same guy who said, I, I don't know if I have any chemistry with Zach Wilson because I don't get the ball. The same guy who probably sits six or seven lockers away from this cat. The same guy who requested a trade. <laughs> like, Zach Wilson, is, it feels like he's completely lost the locker room. And based on that from Robert Sala, it kind of seems like he's lost the head coach. And that's a major problem for a second-year guy who has had one, one above-average quarter in his entire career to this point, and that came fourth quarter against a bad Pittsburgh team on October 2nd. Would you agree or disagree with this? I think this is the first instance this season in the NFL where we – as media, as fans, as a community who's not in that facility, have a complete pulse on a situation and his ability to be the starting quarterback for a team. Like, we completely know what's going on. Wow. You could be Joe Schmo down in, in God knows where, and you know, oh, trouble's brewing for Zach Wilson. He shouldn't have said that. Like, this is the most real life in your face. It has the most texture of any controversy I think we've dealt with all season long. The biggest problem Zach Wilson has right now, other than being bad, is that he came out of college with this reputation, whether it was accurate or not, of being this entitled, uh, you know, privileged sort of snob. It's not just that there were the rumors about that. It's that he looks like it, right? Doesn't he look like someone who's just sort of like, I'm better than you. I'm better. And I don't know him. I'm not saying that's the case, but certainly around draft time, those are things you heard about Zach Wilson. The problem is, instead of work his ass off, and I'm sure he's put some work in. Of course. But instead of of, uh, trying to come off as a guy who is for team, for locker room, what he did on Sunday is bring all of the rumors about what he was coming out of BYU, and he has reinforced people's perception of him and has supplied this ammunition for people to believe that that was reality, that he is entitled, and that he is handed everything or was handed everything, and he doesn't want to work, and he's not in it for the team. And again, that might be completely inaccurate, but I know when he's asked that question Sunday and his response is no, no. I know what my thought was, and I know what football fans' thoughts were, and it seems like we know what that locker room's thought was, and it really feels like we know what Robert Sala's reaction to it was and what he thinks now. 
And it's all the things we heard about him coming into the draft. No doubt about it. And I think in today's day and age, you can't hide from anything. Anybody can get their hands on some tape. And now you'll start to see it on social media floating around. There are plays, and, and I did hint at it yesterday, where there are reads that he's missing. There are progressions that he's not like going through. Sophomore in high school yeah, should that, be able to make some of these reads. That in this moment right now, myself would feel confident going out there and completing a certain concept that I learned, like you said, in high school or early on in college. Like That are not really hard things to I'm learn. I'm going to make a declaration right now. Former Southern Illinois quarterback Stone Labanowitz not would not have thrown for negative 21 yards mm. in the second half. Against the New England Patriots. No, have faith in yourself. Believe. I believe in you, Stone. I believe. I appreciate that, but I like to think that Bill Belichick would uh, end up having my number. schemed against you? Yeah. yeah, I think he would have schemed up correctly. But one thing I do know, when Stone, after his negative 21-yard performance, gets to the podium and reporters mm-hmm. ask him if he felt responsible for the Jets' loss, he would not have fumbled the bag. He would have said, yes, the defense was phenomenal, and I didn't do my part. You would have taken that alley-oop and jammed it with two hands and broken the backboard. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson, what did he do? He puked all over the rim. I said this yesterday. I would have been grateful that that question was even asked. Yeah, because it gave you an out. It gives you an out. It gives you a chance to show I get it and I'm owning it. For sure. He did half the battle for me. Like, thank you for giving me the platform to talk about it my defense. It shouldn't have even taken that question. It should have been the first thing he it said should've. when he got to the podium. 100%. I would have. I mean, we've all had our takes on this. It's not very hard. Our old school guys, you know it's all about we, but as far as having the opportunity to divert it to an offensive line, to a defense, putting you in good field position, like a lot of the times you may have to force that in there. And you see guys like Russell Wilson, and there are plenty of guys who avoid those questions, who just hear what you ask and then talk about their offensive line. Yeah. That's a little corny sometimes. So looking for an organic way for it to segue, kind of in a sense of a reporter asking you right. if it was your fault, it doesn't get much easier than that. I just wonder if Zach Wilson might already have burned a bridge. He might already be done with the Jets. They might already be thinking, hey, this clearly isn't the guy because he showed bad character. Forget bad play. He showed bad character on Sunday. You're not going to have anything bad with EDS air conditioning because right now it's their blowout sale at EDS air conditioning. For a limited time, you got to act on this. All in-stock units, you have a chance at a rebate up to $750 at EDS air conditioning. EDS air conditioning, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They've been doing it since 2006. Take advantage of this. You need AC all year round in South Florida, Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast. EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. The blowout sale, a chance, all in-stock units, a rebate up to $750 with EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, edsairconditioning.com. He's Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LeBick Alive on ESPN 106.3. If joint pain is affecting your quality of life, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacements. Spine and sports medicine care, baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has Office is conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Certainly seems like there are a number of people with the Jets right now that want nothing to do with Zach Wilson. It's not just analysts. It certainly seems like it's coming from the building as well. An encore performance. Steve Politziner with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Steve. 
Oh, did we get hang up? Okay. Was most definitely the noise of him hanging up on us. <laughs> Is he trying to tell me something? <laughs> I'm not sure. Trying to tell me uh, maybe I'm on the outs? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Uh, this does give me time to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. UnderdogFantasy.com. My fantasy, the best fantasy. Here's a little hint, though. If you're playing Underdog Fantasy for Week 12, if you're playing Underdog Fantasy for Week 12, you know who I'd, I'd probably avoid drafting? Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I would probably avoid drafting Zach Wilson. What I would do is really take anybody in your featured games, Week 12 NFL Underdog Fantasy, then Zach Wilson. Maybe even any other quarterback in the AFC East, and that's including backups. Uh, it's Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. You've got soccer. You can play ahead, look ahead to tomorrow. You've got hockey tonight. I'm going to do pick em, a mix of NBA and NHL tonight and a little bit of soccer tomorrow as well, a little high-low action. That's how I play. That's how I do it at Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code WESTPALM, all one word, and you can get that deposit doubled up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy. And underdogfantasy.com. That's underdog fantasy. I learned some things today. I did not realize so many people cheat on turkey. We also didn't get the proper insight from uh, those who we know we know are eating iguana in Loxahatchee. That's right. DJ was a liar. Tomorrow we're going to get to the bottom of this because I know there are some of you in Loxahatchee eating iguanas for Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay? I know it. Can't lie to don't, us. I don't hide it from us. All right, tomorrow, Jeanette's in. It is going to be our Thanksgiving celebration here on Ken LaVica nice. Live. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. He's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. In the break... Our buddy Everett's like, and how did it come up, Stone, about the iguanas? Somebody on an Instagram video was grilling uh, iguana burgers. (laughs) Stone goes, oh my God, iguanas are endangered. Everett's like, no, they're invasive, not endangered. Same difference. What? Just thinking about it, and I want you to just answer off the top of your head. I'll tell you mine, and then you tell me yours off the top of your head. What? Town in Palm Beach County, the Treasure Coast, are you most likely to have iguana on the Thanksgiving dinner table? Oh, oh that is because this that. one's easy for me. It's Loxahatchee. <laughs> okay, you know, I think the problem is I forget that Loxahatchee is part of Palm Beach but, County. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, like, it's the, like a different universe from the rest of the county. It's like the Okeechobee to our Treasure Coast. Yeah, it's just kind of out there. Yeah, if Okeechobee County was in Palm Beach County, it would be Loxahatchee. Right. So I Loxahatchee unequivocally <laughs> will have iguana on the Thanksgiving dinner table, right? Each and every year. Yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. Not even a question. And like, then, probably some family tradition <laughs> dictates that it's just iguana on the dinner table. Yeah, you let them know months in advance. Like, remember, guys, we got iguana. Bring, for bring this year. five. <laughs> yeah, bring, <laughs> Uncle Petey is bringing five. He's smoking them. <laughs> and then don't forget that, that cousin Lou. Is going to have blackened iguana. Mm. I, I, I would imagine it tastes really good, though. Sure. 
<laughs> right. But I, I mean, I think they're pretty flavorful. Does iguana taste good? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Calling all Loxahatchee residents. Loxahatchee, let us know. Does iguana <laughs> taste good? Calling all Loxahatchee iguana eaters on Thanksgiving. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Right now, there's someone in Loxahatchee who's like, how dare that Ken Levicka make fun of us inferring that we're some yokels here in Loxahatchee. Meanwhile, texting his daughter, don't bring the iguanas to Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> Loxahatchee, are iguanas good to eat? 888-760-3776. I just received a text that said, uh, I went to a Thanksgiving and all they had was grilled mullet. And it, it scarred me. What is me. that? A fish. And it scarred me to the point where it's been turkey ever since. Grilled mullet? The fish? <laughs> Bradenton, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> Also, if you don't do turkey, because I have I have uh, realized a very very dark truth that that there are many people in my life that forego turkey for Thanksgiving and just cheat on turkey with an alternate meat, a side piece. Joining us now is a Loxahatchee resident. His name's DJ from Loxahatchee. What's up, DJ? DJ, what's going on, guys? DJ, tell me about that iguana. I mean, it's it's kind of like chicken if you really uh, cook it right. Mm. You know, you just got to get the seasonings in there and everything. I've never had like uh, iguana a day in my life, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you scared me for a second. Oh man, that is hilarious. That is I've hilarious. I've been in for twenty years. I've never had iguana. Oh man! All right. <laughs> I think that's an upset. I think you you have you have uh, somehow avoided who I'm sure are plenty of iguana eaters at Thanksgiving in Loxahatchee. Now, what I will say, DJ, is that I would try it. I would try it. I would give it a go. But as far as catching them, and you have to and appreciate the call, DJ. As far as catching them, you have to use. I saw I saw someone that I follow on Facebook a couple of days ago shooting like firearms at iguanas and killing them, and then and then show and then like hoisting them up as a prized. Killing possession. Yeah, you tie them up by the tails and hang them up. I got six today. Yeah, it's funny. And I even brought up during what the... What is this state? I even brought up during the break that in the Keys, it was totally like game to them. Like they were killing them by... Whenever they saw them. Yeah. And you know uh, where, they, where they were selling them, I did not I go. mean, make no mistake. There are way too many iguanas. Those things are annoying as hell. Like they're cool and my kids are like, ah, yay, the dinosaurs. But then like they're in your backyard burrowing, trying to lay eggs. And if that happens, then they're going to be having little tiny iguana kids all over your yard. They're a pain in the Yes. Yeah, they're endangered. You don't want any of that. <laughs> yep, they are. Stone Lebanowitz, you heard it first, right here on Ken Levick Alive. Stone Lebanowitz breaking the news that iguanas are endangered, even though there's 18 of them laying by the canal in your backyard right yes. now. Uh, what is your alternate meat on Thanksgiving if you turn your back on uh, on turkey? What is your Thanksgiving sneaky link? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Leo in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, happy Thanksgiving also to yes. you guys. I would say that I normally go turkey, but my family always has ham okay. on this, uh, like, as two choices. So we always go two choices. And then a couple years ago, we went to the west coast of Florida, and at my cousin's house, and we had a turducken roll. And oh, that is like, a, I thought of John Madden yeah. the whole time while I was eating it. And I was like, how do they? How are they going to stuff the t- the duck and the chicken into there? But it's, it's just like a roll from the butcher shop. 
Yeah. And then, you know, they roll all three meats in there and then they put it and it's pretty good. It's it's not bad at all. And then I just I had to give you the linger one. The the linger stage three linger for me. Oh yeah, go for it. Go is for it. uh is uh, the 28 to 3 Patriots Falcons Super Bowl? I don't even want. Oh, uh, boy. It's just as even, even as a Dolphins fan, I just could. Yeah. I, I still can't get over it. I talked to my therapist about it <laughs> because all the Falcons needed to do it, at that point was literally score one more field goal. Right, right. And That's they could right. probably have won the game. That's all they needed. But they refused somehow. They literally, or got like two, two more first downs than they actually did in, yep. the, in the third and fourth quarter. And that, that replays in my mind at least once a week. And then whenever I see the Patriots and Falcons or whenever I see uh-huh. 2-8-3 in a, in a formation, I'm always thinking about that. <laughs> Just that will trigger your PTSD from that game. Leo, appreciate the call. Uh, so what are you going to do with Thanksgiving meat this year, Stone? I believe it's all of the basics. Okay, bl- you're going to go turkey this year. Yeah, we weren't proposed the question to uh, Im- invite the sneaky link, so just turkey. We'll just keep it stuffing. I mean, I'm sure just the regular menu this year. Uh, and and for the record, folks, uh, it, it, you can do it either way, but stuffing doesn't have to be prepared in the bird. It can be totally fine being prepared outside the bird. In fact, it's easier to prepare outside the bird. Yeah, I think I've always turned that down when that's been proposed. Like, hey, I'm going to, you know, stuff the turkey. It's been a quick no from yeah. uh, my... Yeah, it's messy. It's messy. Nobody wants to, like, deal with scraping the stuffing out of the bird. And, right. Like, and nobody, who wants to do that? And it's I too think, much time. I think the majority of families don't trust the main chef to execute that properly, honestly. Who is the main chef uh, for, uh, for your Thanksgiving? Be my mother. Okay. Most that's definitely my mother. Mama Stone is the one who takes control in those situations. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my wife uh, texted in, and she's not mad at me this time. Nice. She's actually supporting what we're talking about. Yeah, mustard so very prevalent at Thanksgiving. It's all over the table. Mustard, yeah. There won't be at the Ken Levicka Thanksgiving <laughs> table. It's actually not the Ken Levicka Thanksgiving table like the Linger Index is Ken Levicka's. The Thanksgiving table is my wife's. <laughs> I want to make sure that I make that abundantly clear. Uh, every Cuban Thanksgiving, she's Cuban. Every Cuban Thanksgiving growing up, I had pork, just like every other holiday and celebration, and then I took it upon myself to make sure we had turkey at around age 13. Exactly. So she started her life with pork, but then she maneuvered her way into a turkey Thanksgiving. And since I've known her, it's been all turkey all the time, the way it should be, like a true American. Yeah, I guess you're finding your answer slowly but surely that not as many people as you think enjoy turkey. I tell you what, man. I tell you what. And I like to think that I'm pretty forward-thinking and open-minded, but I don't know. This sounds like uh, a political platform to me. For sure, you got to get in the business of sneaky links. Make turkey great again. <laughs> hey, that could definitely Matuga. be pushed. <laughs> Matuga, make turkey great again. Hell Who's yeah. with me? Matuga. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Zach Wilson, he might be the most disliked person in New York right now. Yeah, we didn't forget about you, kid. Oh, boy. He's Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Lavica, and I'm leading the Matuga party to great things. Make turkey great again. Live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Friday, 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 Friday. Stormhouse Brewing is where I'm going to be. Going to bring the wife along. And we're going to watch the United States stun England. 
on the biggest stage in international soccer. What do you know about that, Stone? Listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty proud of you, actually, with this this glass-half-full outlook that Looking we're going to stun England. It's, this is this is unlike you, but I love it. I, I know better. In the World Cup, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Things happen. They don't go as planned. You got at least a point. Out of the draw with Wales. Right. Could be worse. Could be Argentina losing to Saudi Arabia. Biggest upset, arguably, in World Cup history. Could plus, be worse. Plus 2,500. Yep. So I'm going to head on up to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach, Crystal Cove Commons, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Have myself some of that delicious craft beer brewed on site. Master brewer trained in Germany. It can't be any more authentic. Full food menu, and I saw all the ESPN West Palm teammates getting after it with that full food menu yesterday. Delicious stuff. And Stone can attest to it. There is not a bad seat in that entire place. There is a ton of room, a ton of seating. The bar, absolutely excellent. The flat screen TVs, there's 15 of them. We counted yesterday. 15 of them at Stormhouse Brewing where you can sit, stand, lean, whatever you want to do, and watch the games. It is your soccer headquarters. NFL Sunday ticket. Gators. Palm Beach County Gators headquarters right there at Stormhouse Brewing. So Florida, Florida State, Oh, where are you catching that? Stormhouse Brewing. Damn right. They are jam-packed. Soccer during the week. NFL Sunday ticket on the weekends. Gators on Saturday. Go to Stormhouse Brewing. The beer and the food, ridiculous. And then it's the best place to watch sports, period. Always something going on at Stormhouse Brewing. Check them out online, stormhousebrewing.com. Again, Crystal Cove Commons, you can't miss it. North Palm Beach, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. All the, the folks over there, Josh, Preston, our boys, our pals at Stormhouse Brewing. And we thank them yesterday for having us out there. Ken Levick alive in Stars and Stripes today. Now. We talked about Zach Wilson a lot yesterday. Mm-hmm. This is getting worse and worse for your boy, Zach Wilson. Okay, now I don't know why you just did that, but I'll, I'll just roll with it. Um, so let's go back to the source of everybody's contention. And it's not necessarily the negative 21 passing yards in the second half in the 10-3 to loss to the Patriots on Sunday. Not just the three points on the game, not the, the overthrowing uh, pass to the flat by nine yards, not two hopping passes, intermediate throws to receivers, looking genuinely uncomfortable and incompetent. It's not so much any of that stuff that has New York Jets fans riled up right now about Zach Wilson. It is when presented with an alley-oop. I mean a perfect, I mean like NBA Jam-esque. There's flames coming off the ball because it's surely going to go through the net Zach Wilson couldn't possibly screw it up. Silver platter question sent his way, asking for him to give any sort of responsibility, which will make fans feel better, and allow the Jets to move on to the next week and to get back on the horse. Zach Wilson fumbled the bag, and I mean fumbled the bag not literally on the field, though that's about the only thing he didn't do was fumble uh, on on Sunday. Everything else he did was god-awful. He fumbled the bag. He totally butchered this alley-oop. He clanked it off the back rim, him expect, accepting zero responsibility for the Jets' loss on Sunday to the Patriots. Here's Zach Wilson. The, as an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. 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 
Do you feel like you'll let the defense down? No. 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 Not um not well received. Now I'd say it's it's well and not well received, and he doesn't throw a good enough ball for Jets receivers to receive. Okay, there's the parallel right there. There it is. Yeah, um, not your best work. No, I know. I should have workshopped it before. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, Dan Orlovsky was on NFL Live yesterday, and Dan Orlovsky, who's as level-headed as they come, right? Uh, he is as cerebral as they come in terms of NFL analysis. He had a little bit of an edge to him, and is it accurate to say, Stone, he called out Zach Wilson a little bit? No doubt about it. Here's Dan Orlovsky on Zach Wilson. I think it's pathetic, nope. and I think it reeks of insecurity. One of the hardest things to do as a quarterback is get to that point where your teammates truly believe that you feel like you're not better than them. Quarterbacks always get treated better. You get special treatment mm. because you're the quarterback. And you have to work so hard to get your teammates to believe that you don't believe that you're better than them. And one of the ways you do that is you take every single bullet. You make sure that no matter if it's your fault or not, that when you go into a press conference or whatnot, you sit there and say, it's on me. I, I don't care if the receiver runs the wrong route, if the interception's not your fault, if the fumble's not, it's, I have to be better. When you lose, it's I and me. When you win, it's us and, and we. And the, the fact that Zach Wilson, and I understand that it's not easy, and I, I, Zach Wilson's exponentially more talented than I'm ever going to, or ever was, but that is the reason why a person like me somehow survived in the NFL for a long time. Mm. Because all those intangibles mm. and the things that are so much more important than being able to flip your hips and launch a ball 70 yards over your head at a pro day, all those are more important. And I think it's very hard right now for Zach Wilson to walk into that locker room and for his defense not to sit there and think, you think you're better than us. And you think that you don't need us because for you to say no is so disrespectful for their performance that they've had not only yesterday but all season. I mean, that's pretty strong from someone like Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, for sure. Here's a tweet from Albert Breel. Little nugget I picked up. Bears QB Justin Field apologized to a team to his teammates after Chicago's loss to the Falcons in the locker room post game. Like now, there's this whole thing running, right? The guys, what they should have done, how they should have done it. Exactly. Justin Field set the example for sure. And I believe Albert Breer's tweet it also mentioned how much respect guys in that locker room had for him to do something like that, even though he's playing with a separated shoulder. Yeah, it said went a long way with the guys after he'd played hurt or a, or a reported dislocated shoulder. Uh, and then there's Mike Tannenbaum who took it a oh, step further goodness. than Dan Orlovsky. Ooh. Our man Mike T, our football insider, Ooh. he was on, uh, is this first take? Was he um, first taking it? Or mm. was he NFL live? This was it? on Carlin and Canty. Oh, Carlin and Canty. Mike T took the blowtorch to Zach Wilson. Here is Mike Tannenbaum. Oh, that's easy. He's the third string quarterback, and he'll be running the practice squad uh, in terms of Mike White and Joe Flacco will be competing to start. I think this is an absolute no-brainer for head coach Robert Sala. If he does it any other way, he could lose the entire organization. And what I mean by that is, and Chris knows this very well, you know, a culture of accountability means exactly that. If you're overweight, if you're late, you get fined. And if you let one player not be held accountable who played so poorly and obviously has a lot of work to do off the field, it would just be fundamentally unacceptable to let him trot out there, even with the backup team on Wednesday's practice. He, he does not deserve to dress for the game. He's not good enough. And this is a team that has a lot of strengths going right now, and he is holding them back. 
Mike Tannenbaum saying if I was in charge, he'd be the third-string quarterback running the practice squad, going from starter to that in one week because he did not take accountability. That's strong stuff from Mike T. He used to be the general manager. I mean, he used to be the guy who ultimately, for a lot of teams and organizations, makes that call. And he said he's not good enough to be out on the field. Well, I think that there might be some people that listen to Mike T and say, oh, just bloviated, just a guy talking, sure. trying to be hot takey. And then you hear Robert Sala yesterday, Jets head coach, who was over an hour late for his press conference. And then he had this to say. So if you think Mike T is maybe being a bit overdramatic, don't rule it out. Because here's the head coach of the New York Jets talking about Zach Wilson. I've just been dealing with so many different things right now. The um, uh, I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're, so you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now, not until I'm done evaluating everything. So you're, let's listen to it one more time. So the reporter asked, so you're not committing to Zach Wilson as your starting quarterback Sunday? And Robert Sala's reply is, not right now. I've just been dealing with so many different things right now. The um, uh, I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're, so you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now. Not until I'm done evaluating everything. He's pissed. He is furious. I mean, you have a starting quarterback for a team that is in the playoff picture, or was, until your quarterback threw for negative 21 yards in the second (laughs) half against the Patriots, but he is unwilling to commit to a starting quarterback. When his other options are Joe Flacco and Mike White. And he's angry. Like, you can tell in the tone of his voice he doesn't want to talk about Zach Wilson. He, at the mere prospect of having to talk about his quarterback situation, he's irritated by it. Like, to me, I hear that tone from Robert Sala, and I begin to wonder, has Zach Wilson already gone to a point of no return with that Jets franchise? I'm not saying NFL career, but especially that team in that city, is he already past the point of return? And what makes it even more fun for us is speculating why he was an hour late to the press conference, right? Was it a team meeting? Was it an offensive meeting? Was it a quarterback? sit down with Zach Wilson. Hey, bro. Like I'm about what to go, is this? Like I'm about to go talk to the media. Is there anything that you blah like blah me to blah? Pass along? Yeah. Sure, and that either happened, but God, if you're Robert Sala, now it's damage control at this point because you have GMs, you have guys who who make decisions, and they're the ones who gave the draft picks away for Zach Wilson. They're the ones who made you take him at two. So it's like we have to kind of play him. We have to ride the season out, or. Rob, do you want to make this decision and bench him? Like That's what's going on well, in, in, that, in that room right here's now. Here's the problem. I think the Jets are a playoff team that's being held back by one person, and that's Zach Wilson. Statistically, you have a very strong argument. Elijah Moore yesterday posted a photo on Instagram of him throwing the football with no caption. I mean, Zach Wilson's getting trolled on social media. Garrett Wilson sort of indirectly criticizing Zach Wilson in the locker room. Said there's something that we need to figure out. Uh Uh-huh. Hopefully the people in the building saw that. Yep. Elijah Moore, no caption, a picture of him pregame, just throwing a football. The same guy who said, I I don't know if I have any chemistry with Zach Wilson because I don't get the ball. 
The same guy who probably sits six or seven lockers away from this cat. The same guy who requested a trade. <laughs> like, Zach Wilson, it feels like he's completely lost the locker room, and based on that from Robert Sala, it kind of seems like he's lost the head coach, and that's a major problem for a second-year guy who has had one one above-average quarter in his entire career to this point, and that came fourth quarter against a bad Pittsburgh team on October 2nd. Would you agree or disagree with this? I think this is the first instance this season in the NFL where we, as media, as fans, as a community who's not in that facility— have a complete pulse on a situation and his ability to be the starting quarterback for a team. Like, we completely know what's going on. Wow. You could be Joe Schmo down in, in God knows where, and you know, oh, trouble's brewing for Zach Wilson. He shouldn't have said that. Like, this is the most real life in your face. It has the most texture of any controversy I think we've dealt with all season long. The biggest problem Zach Wilson has right now, other than being bad, is that he came out of college with this reputation, whether it was accurate or not, of being this entitled, uh, you know, privileged sort of snob. It's not just that there were the rumors about that. It's that he looks like it, right? Doesn't he look like someone who's just sort of like, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. And I don't know him. I'm not saying that's the case, but certainly around draft time, those are things you heard about Zach Wilson. The problem is... Instead of work his ass off, and I'm sure he's put some work in. Of course. But instead of of uh, trying to come off as a guy who is for team, for locker room, what he did on Sunday is bring all of the rumors about what he was coming out of BYU, and he has reinforced people's perception of him and has supplied this ammunition for people to believe that that was reality. That he is entitled and that he is handed everything or was handed everything and he doesn't want to work and he's not in it for the team. And again, that might be completely inaccurate. But I know when he's asked that question Sunday and his response is no, no. I know what my thought was and I know what football fans' thoughts were and it seems like we know what that locker room's thought was and it really feels like we know what Robert Sala's reaction to it was and what he thinks now. And it's all the things we heard about him coming into the draft. No doubt about it. And I think in today's day and age, you can't hide from anything. Anybody can get their hands on some tape. And now you'll start to see it on social media floating around. There are plays, and, and I did hint at it yesterday, where there are reads that he's missing. There are progressions that he's not like going through. Sophomore in high school yeah, should that, be able to make some of these reads. That in this moment right now, myself would feel confident going out there and completing a certain concept that I learned, like you said, in high school or early on in college. Like That are not really hard things to I'm learn. I'm going to make a declaration right now. Former Southern Illinois quarterback Stone Labanowitz not, would not have thrown for negative 21 yards mm. in the second half. Against mm. the New England Patriots. No, have faith in yourself. Believe. I believe in you, Stone. I believe. I appreciate that, but I like to think that Bill Belichick would uh, end up having he my number. schemed against you? Yeah. yeah, I think he would have schemed up correctly. But one thing I do know, when Stone, after his negative 21-yard performance, gets to the podium and mm. reporters ask him if he felt responsible for the Jets' loss, he would not have fumbled the bag. He would have said, yes, the defense was phenomenal, and I didn't do my part. You would have taken that alley-oop and jammed it with two hands and broken the backboard. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson, what did he do? He puked all over the rim. I said this yesterday. I would have been grateful that that question was even asked Yeah, because it gave me. you an out. It gives you an out. It gives you a chance to show 
I get it, and I'm owning it. For sure. He did half the battle for me. Like, thank you for giving me the platform to talk about it my It shouldn't defense. have even taken that question. It should have been the first thing he said sure. when he got to the podium. 100%. I would have. I mean, we've all had our takes on this. It's not very hard. If our old school guys, you know it's all about we. But as far as having the opportunity to divert it to an offensive line, to a defense, putting you in good field position, like a lot of the times you may have to force that in there. And you see guys like Russell Wilson, and there are plenty of guys who avoid those questions, who just hear what you ask and then talk about their offensive line. Yeah. That's a little corny sometimes. So looking for an organic way for it to segue, kind of in a sense of a reporter asking you right. if it was your fault, it doesn't get much easier than that. I just wonder if Zach Wilson might already have burned a bridge. He might already be done with the Jets. They might already be thinking, hey, this clearly isn't the guy because he showed bad character. Forget bad play. He showed bad character on Sunday. You're not going to have anything bad with EDS air conditioning because right now it's their blowout sale at EDS air conditioning. For a limited time, you got to act on this. All in-stock units, you have a chance at a rebate up to $750 at EDS air conditioning. EDS air conditioning, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They've been doing it since 2006. Take advantage of this. You need AC all year round in South Florida, Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast. EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. The blowout sale, a chance, all in-stock units, a rebate up to $750 with EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, edsairconditioning.com. He's Stone Lebano. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. If joint pain is affecting your quality of life, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacements. Spine and sports medicine care, baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Certainly seems like there are a number of people with the Jets right now that want nothing to do with Zach Wilson. It's not just analysts. It certainly seems like it's coming from the building as well. An encore performance. Steve Politziner with us here on Ken LaVica Live. Hey, Steve. Oh, did we get hang up? Okay. What's the most definitely the noise of him hanging up on us? <laughs> Is he trying to tell me something? <laughs> I'm not sure. Trying to tell me uh, maybe I'm on the outs? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Uh, this does give me time to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdogfantasy.com. My fantasy, the best fantasy. Here's a little hint, though. If you're playing Underdog Fantasy for Week 12, if you're playing Underdog Fantasy for Week 12, you know who I'd, I'd probably avoid drafting? Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I would probably avoid drafting Zach Wilson. What I would do is really take anybody. In your featured games, Week 12, NFL Underdog Fantasy, then Zach Wilson. Maybe even any other quarterback in the AFC East, and that's including backups. Uh, it's Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. You've got soccer. You can play ahead, look ahead to tomorrow. You've got hockey tonight. I'm going to do pick em, a mix of NBA and NHL tonight, and a little bit of soccer tomorrow as well, a little high-low action. That's how I play. That's how I do it at Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code WESTPALM, all one word, and you can get that deposit doubled up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy. And underdogfantasy.com. That's underdog fantasy. I learned some things today 
I did not realize so many people cheat on turkey. We also didn't get the proper insight from uh, those who we know, we know, are eating iguana in Loxahatchee. That's right. DJ was a liar. Tomorrow we're going to get to the bottom of this because I know there are some of you in Loxahatchee eating iguanas for Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay? I know it. Can't lie to don't, us. I don't hide it from us. All right. Tomorrow, Jeanette's in. It is going to be our Thanksgiving celebration here on Ken LeVica nice. Live. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. He's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Friday, 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 Friday. Stormhouse Brewing is where I'm going to be. Going to bring the wife along. And we're going to watch the United States stun England on the biggest stage in international soccer. What do you know about that, Stone? Listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty proud of you, actually. With this this glass half full outlook that Looking we're gonna ahead. stun England. It's, this is this is unlike you, but I love it. I I know better. In the World Cup, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Things happen. They don't go as planned. You got at least a point out of the draw with Wales. Right. Could be worse. Could be Argentina losing to Saudi Arabia. Biggest upset, arguably, in World Cup history. Could plus, be worse. Plus twenty five hundred. Yep. So I'm going to head on up to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach, Crystal Cove Commons, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. Have myself some of that delicious craft beer brewed on site. Master brewer trained in Germany. It can't be any more authentic. Full food menu. And I saw all the ESPN West Palm teammates getting after it with that full food menu yesterday. Delicious stuff. And... Stone can attest to it. There is not a bad seat in that entire place. There is a ton of room, a ton of seating. The bar, absolutely excellent. The flat screen TVs, there's 15 of them. We counted yesterday. 15 of them at Stormhouse Brewing. Where you can sit, stand, lean, whatever you want to do, and watch the games. It is your soccer headquarters. NFL Sunday ticket. Gators, Palm Beach County Gators headquarters right there. At Stormhouse Brewing. So Florida, Florida State. Oh. Where are you catching that? Stormhouse Brewing. Damn right. They are jam-packed. Soccer during the week. NFL Sunday ticket on the weekends. Gators on Saturday. Go to Stormhouse Brewing. The beer and the food, ridiculous. And then it's the best place to watch sports, period. Always something going on at Stormhouse Brewing. Check them out online, stormhousebrewing.com. Again, Crystal Cove Commons. You can't miss it. North Palm Beach, US 1, half mile south of PGA Boulevard. All of the folks over there, Josh, Preston, our boys, our pals at Stormhouse Brewing. And we thank them yesterday for having us out there. Ken Levick alive in Stars and Stripes today. Now, we talked about Zach Wilson a lot yesterday. Mm-hmm. This is getting worse and worse for your boy, Zach Wilson. Okay, now I don't know why you just did that, but I'll, I'll just roll with it. Um, so... Let's go back to the source of everybody's contention. And it's not necessarily the negative 21 passing yards in the second half in the 10-3 to loss to the Patriots on Sunday. Not just the three points on the game. Not the, the overthrowing uh, pass to the flat by nine yards. Not two hopping passes, intermediate throws to receivers looking genuinely uncomfortable and incompetent. It's not so much any of that stuff. 
that has New York Jets fans riled up right now about Zach Wilson. It is when presented with an alley-oop. I mean a perfect, I mean like NBA Jam-esque. There's flames coming off the ball because it's surely going to go through the net. Zach Wilson couldn't possibly screw it up. Silver platter question sent his way, asking for him to give any sort of responsibility, which will make fans feel better and allow the Jets to move on to the next week and to get back on the horse. Zach Wilson fumbled the bag, and I mean fumbled the bag not literally on the field, though that's about the only thing he didn't do was fumble uh, on on Sunday. Everything else he did was god-awful. He fumbled the bag. He totally butchered this alley-oop. He clanked it off the back rim, him expect, accepting zero responsibility for the Jets' loss on Sunday to the Patriots. Here's Zach Wilson. The, as an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. No. Do no. you feel like you let the defense down? No. 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 Not, um, not well-received. Now I'd say it's it's well and not well received, and he doesn't throw a good enough ball for Jets receivers to receive. Okay, there's the parallel right there. There it is. Yeah, um, not your best work. No, I know. I should have workshopped it before. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, Dan Orlovsky was on NFL Live yesterday, and Dan Orlovsky, who's as level-headed as they come, right? Uh, he is as cerebral as they come in terms of NFL analysis. He had a little bit of an edge to him, and is it accurate to say, Stone, he called out Zach Wilson a little bit? No doubt about it. Here's Dan Orlovsky on Zach Wilson. I think it's pathetic, and I think it reeks of insecurity. One of the hardest things to do as a quarterback is get to that point where your teammates truly believe that you feel like you're not better than them. Quarterbacks always get treated better. You get special treatment Mm. because you're the quarterback. And you have to work so hard to get your teammates to believe that you don't believe that you're better than them. And one of the ways you do that is you take every single bullet. You make sure that no matter if it's your fault or not, that when you go into a press conference or whatnot, you sit there and say, it's on me. I I don't care if the receiver runs the wrong route, if the interception's not your fault, if the fumble's not, it's, I have to be better. When you lose, it's I and me. When you win, Mm. it's us and, and we. And the, the fact that Zach Wilson, and I understand that it's not easy, and I, I, Zach Wilson's exponentially more talented than I'm ever going to, or ever was, but that is the reason why a person like me somehow survived in the NFL for a long time, mm. because all those intangibles mm. and the things that are so much more important than being able to flip your hips and launch a ball 70 yards over your head at a pro day, all those are more important. And I think it's very hard right now for Zach Wilson to walk into that locker room and for his defense not to sit there and think, you think you're better than us. And you think that you don't need us because for you to say no is so disrespectful for their performance that they've had not only yesterday but all season. I mean, that's pretty strong from someone like Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, for sure. Here's a tweet from Albert Breel. Little nugget I picked up. Bears QB Justin Field apologized to his team to his teammates after Chicago's loss to the Falcons in the locker room post game. Like now, there's this whole thing running, right? That guys, what they should have done, how they should have done it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Justin what... Field set the example for sure. And I believe Albert Breer's tweet it also mentioned how much respect guys in that locker room had for him to do something like that, even though he's playing with a separated shoulder. Yeah, said went a long way with the guys after he'd played hurt or a, or a reported dislocated shoulder. Uh, and then there's Mike Tannenbaum 
who took it a oh, step further goodness. than Dan Orlovsky. Ooh. Our man Mike T, our football insider, Ooh. he was on uh, – is this first take? Was he um, first taking it or mm. was he NFL lagging This was it? on Carlin and Canty. Oh, Carlin and Canty. Mike T took the blowtorch to Zach Wilson. Here is Mike Tannenbaum. Oh, that's easy. He's the third-string quarterback, and he'll be running the practice squad uh, in terms of Mike White and Joe Flacco will be competing to start. I think this is an absolute no-brainer for head coach Robert Sala. If he does it any other way, he could lose the entire organization. And what I mean by that is, and Chris knows this very well, you know, a culture of accountability means exactly that. If you're overweight, if you're late, you get fined. And if you let one player not be held accountable who played so poorly and obviously has a lot of work to do off the field, it would just be fundamentally unacceptable to let him trot out there, even with the backup team on Wednesday's practice. He, he does not deserve to dress for the game. He's not good enough. And this is a team that has a lot of strengths going right now, and he is holding them back. Mike Tannenbaum saying if I was in charge, he'd be the third-string quarterback running the practice squad, going from starter to that in one week because he did not take accountability. That's strong stuff from Mike T. He used to be the general manager. I mean, he used to be the guy who ultimately – for a lot of teams and organizations, makes that call. And he said he's not good enough to be out on the field. Well, I think that there might be some people that listen to Mike T and say, oh, just bloviated, just a guy talking, sure. trying to be hot takey. And then you hear Robert Sala yesterday, Jets head coach, who was over an hour late for his press conference. And then he had this to say so, if you think Mike T is maybe being a bit over dramatic, don't rule it out because here's the head coach of the New York Jets talking about Zach Wilson. I've just been dealing with so many different things right now. The um, uh, I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're so you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now. Not until I'm done evaluating everything. So you're, let's listen to it one more time. So the reporter asked, so you're not committing to Zach Wilson as your starting quarterback Sunday? And Robert Sala's reply is, not right now. I've just been dealing with so many different things right now. The um, uh, I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're, so you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now, not until I'm done evaluating everything. He's pissed. He is furious. I mean, you have a starting quarterback for a team that is in the playoff picture, or was, until your quarterback threw for negative 21 yards in the second (laughs) half against the Patriots, but he is unwilling to commit to a starting quarterback. When his other options are Joe Flacco and Mike White, and he's angry. Like, you can tell in the tone of his voice he doesn't want to talk about Zach Wilson. He... At the mere prospect of having to talk about his quarterback situation, he's irritated by it. Like, to me, I hear that tone from Robert Sala, and I begin to wonder, has Zach Wilson already gone to a point of no return with that Jets franchise? I'm not saying NFL career, but especially that team in that city, is he already past the point of return? And what makes it even more fun for us is speculating why he was an hour late to the press conference, right? Was it a team meeting? Was it an offensive meeting? Was it a quarterback? A sit down with Zach Wilson. Hey, bro, 
Like I'm about what to go, is this? Like I'm about to go talk to the media. Is there anything that you blah like blah me to blah? Pass along? Yeah. Sure, and that either happened, but God, if you're Robert Sala, now it's damage control at this point because you have GMs, you have guys who who make decisions, and they're the ones who gave the draft picks away for Zach Wilson. They're the ones who made you take him at two. So it's like we have to kind of play him. We have to ride the season out, or. Rob, do you want to make this decision and bench him? Like that's what's going on well, in, in that in that room right here's now. Here's the problem. I think the Jets are a playoff team that's being held back by one person, and that's Zach Wilson. Statistically, you have a very strong argument. Elijah Moore yesterday posted a photo on Instagram of him throwing the football with no caption. I mean, Zach Wilson's getting trolled on social media. Garrett Wilson sort of indirectly criticizing Zach Wilson in the locker room. Said there's something that we need to figure out. Uh Uh-huh. Hopefully the people in the building saw that. Yep. Elijah Moore, no caption, a picture of him pregame, just throwing a football. The same guy who said, I I don't know if I have any chemistry with Zach Wilson because I don't get the ball. The same guy who probably sits six or seven lockers away from this cat. The same guy who requested a trade. (laughs) Like. Zach Wilson, it feels like he's completely lost the locker room, and based on that from Robert Sala, it kind of seems like he's lost the head coach, and that's a major problem for a second-year guy who has had one one above-average quarter in his entire career to this point, and that came fourth quarter against a bad Pittsburgh team on October 2nd. Would you agree or disagree with this? I think this is the first instance this season in the NFL where we, as media, as fans, as a community who's not in that facility— have a complete pulse on a situation and his ability to be the starting quarterback for a team. Like, we completely know what's going on. Wow. You could be Joe Schmo down in, in God knows where, and you know, oh, trouble's brewing for Zach Wilson. He shouldn't have said that. Like, this is the most real life in your face. It has the most texture of any controversy I think we've dealt with all season long. The biggest problem Zach Wilson has right now, other than being bad, is that he came out of college with uh, this reputation, whether it was accurate or not, of being this entitled, uh, you know, privileged sort of snob. It's not just that there were the rumors about that. It's that he looks like it, right? Doesn't he look like someone who's just sort of like, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. And I don't know him. I'm not saying that's the case, but certainly around draft time, those are things you heard about in Zach Wilson. The problem is... Instead of work his ass off, and I'm sure he's put some work in. Of course. But instead of of uh, trying to come off as a guy who is for team, for locker room, what he did on Sunday is bring all of the rumors about what he was coming out of BYU, and he has reinforced people's perception of him and has supplied this ammunition for people to believe that that was reality. That he is entitled, and that he is handed everything or was handed everything, and he doesn't want to work, and he's not in it for the team. And again, that might be completely inaccurate, but I know when he's asked that question Sunday and his response is, no, no. I know what my thought was, and I know what football fans' thoughts were, and it seems like we know what that locker room's thought was, and it really feels like we know what Robert Sala's reaction to it was and what he thinks now, and it's... All the things we heard about him coming into the draft. No doubt about it. And I think in today's day and age, you can't hide from anything. Anybody can get their hands on some tape. And now you'll start to see it on social media floating around. There are plays, and and I did hint at it yesterday, where 
There are reads that he's missing. There are progressions that he's not like going through. Sophomore in high school yeah, should that, be able to make some of these reads. That in this moment right now, myself would feel confident going out there and completing a certain concept that I learned, like you said, in high school or early on in college. Like that are not really hard things to I'm learn. I'm going to make a declaration right now. Former Southern Illinois quarterback Stone Labanowitz not, would not have thrown for negative 21 yards mm. in the second half. Against mm. the New England Patriots. No, have faith in yourself. Believe. I believe in you, Stone. I believe. I appreciate that, but I like to think that Bill Belichick would uh, end up having he my number. He would have schemed against you. Yeah. yeah, I think he would have schemed up correctly. But one thing I do know, when Stone, after his negative 21-yard performance, gets to the podium and reporters mm. ask him if he felt responsible for the Jets' loss, he would not have fumbled the bag. He would have said, yes, the defense was phenomenal, and I didn't do my part. You would have taken that alley-oop and jammed it with two hands and broken the backboard. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson, what did he do? He puked all over the rim. I said this yesterday. I would have been grateful that that question was even asked. Yeah, because it gave you an out. It gives you an out. It gives you a chance to show I get it and I'm owning it. For sure. He did half the battle for me. Like, thank you for giving me the platform to talk about it my It shouldn't defense. have even taken that question. It should have been the first thing he it said should've. when he got to the podium. 100%. I would have. I mean, we've all had our takes on this. It's not very hard. Our old school guys, you know it's all about we, but as far as having the opportunity to divert it to an offensive line, to a defense, putting you in good field position, like a lot of the times you may have to force that in there. And you see guys like Russell Wilson, and there are plenty of guys who avoid those questions, who just hear what you ask and then talk about their offensive line. Yeah. That's a little corny sometimes. So looking for an organic way for it to segue, kind of in a sense of a reporter asking you right. if it was your fault, it doesn't get much easier than that. I just wonder if Zach Wilson might already have burned a bridge. He might already be done with the Jets. They might already be thinking, hey, this clearly isn't the guy because he showed bad character. Forget bad play. He showed bad character on Sunday. You're not going to have anything bad with EDS Air Conditioning because right now it's their blowout sale at EDS Air Conditioning. For a limited time, you got to act on this. All in-stock units, you have a chance at a rebate up to $750 at EDS Air Conditioning. EDS Air Conditioning, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They've been doing it since 2006. Take advantage of this. You need AC all year round in South Florida, Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. The blowout sale, a chance, all in-stock units, a rebate up to $750 with EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, edsairconditioning.com. He's Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. If joint pain is affecting your quality of life, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacements. Spine and sports medicine care, baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Certainly seems like there are a number of people with the Jets right now that want nothing to do with Zach Wilson. It's not just analysts. It certainly seems like it's coming from the building as well. An encore performance. Steve Politziner with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Steve. Oh, did we get hang up? Okay. Was most definitely the noise of him hanging up on us. <laughs> Is he trying to tell me something? <laughs> I'm not sure. Trying to tell me uh, maybe I'm on the outs? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
Who knows? Uh, this does give me time to tell you about Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. My fantasy, the best fantasy. Here's a little hint, though. If you're playing Underdog Fantasy for Week 12, if you're playing Underdog Fantasy for Week 12, you know who I'd, I'd probably avoid drafting? Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I would probably avoid drafting Zach Wilson. What I would do is really take anybody in your featured games, Week 12 NFL Underdog Fantasy, then Zach Wilson. Maybe even any other quarterback in the AFC East, and that's including backups. Uh, it's Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. You've got soccer. You can play ahead, look ahead to tomorrow. You've got hockey tonight. I'm going to do pick em, a mix of NBA and NHL tonight and a little bit of soccer tomorrow as well, a little high-low action. That's how I play. That's how I do it at Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code WESTPALM, all one word, and you can get that deposit doubled up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy. And underdogfantasy.com. That's underdog fantasy. I learned some things today. I did not realize so many people cheat on turkey. We also didn't get the proper insight from uh, those who we know we know are eating iguana in Loxahatchee. That's for Thanksgiving. right. DJ was a liar. Tomorrow we're going to get to the bottom of this because I know there are some of you in Loxahatchee eating iguanas for Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay? I know it. Can't lie to don't, us. I don't hide it from us. All right, tomorrow, Jeanette's in. It is going to be our Thanksgiving celebration here on Ken Levin nice. Live. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. He's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. If joint pain is affecting your quality of life, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacements spine and sports medicine care baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today baptist health orthopedic care has offices conveniently located in palm beach county through the florida keys learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho certainly seems like there are a number of people with the jets right now that want nothing to do with zach wilson it's not just analysts it certainly seems like it's coming from the building as well and encore performance steve politziner with us here on ken levick alive hey steve Oh, did we get hang up? Okay. Was the most definitely the noise of him hanging up on us. <laughs> Is he trying to tell me something? <laughs> I'm not sure. Trying to tell me uh, maybe I'm on the outs? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, this does give me time to tell you about Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. My fantasy, the best fantasy. Here's a little hint, though. If you're playing Underdog Fantasy for Week 12, if you're playing Underdog Fantasy for Week 12, you know who I'd, I'd probably avoid drafting? Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I would probably avoid drafting Zach Wilson. What I would do is really take anybody in your featured games, Week 12 NFL Underdog Fantasy, then Zach Wilson. Maybe even any other quarterback in the AFC East, and that's including backups. Uh, it's Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. You've got soccer. You can play ahead, look ahead to tomorrow. You've got hockey tonight. I'm going to do pick em, a mix of NBA and NHL tonight and a little bit of soccer tomorrow as well, a little high-low action. That's how I play. That's how I do it at Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code WESTPALM, all one word, and you can get that deposit doubled up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy. 
and underdogfantasy.com. That's underdogfantasy. I learned some things today. I did not realize so many people cheat on turkey. We also didn't get the proper insight from uh, those who we know we know are eating iguana in Loxahatchee. That's right. DJ was a liar. Tomorrow we're going to get to the bottom of this because I know there are some of you in Loxahatchee eating iguanas for Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay? I know it. Can't lie to don't, us. I don't hide it from us. All right. Tomorrow, Jeanette's in. It is going to be our Thanksgiving celebration here on Ken LaVica nice. Live. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. He's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.